right. How y'all feeling? Feeling good? Hallelujah. All right. I'm feeling good. Hallelujah. It is so good to see all the college students here tonight coming out. Hallelujah. And we believe that, uh, that uh, you know, our church is a, a church that really believes in the power of prayer. And so, you know, we believe every student that has come through here, we've been praying for you. And uh, we believe that God's going to bless you here tonight, um, just through the whole evening. And, uh, you know, throughout this semester, we're praying that you would have an Emmaus experience where your hearts will be set on fire for God and you'll feel the burning of the fire of God and the scriptures will be opened up to you and the revelation of Christ will change your lives forever. That's our prayer. And uh, we're so glad you're all here tonight. Hallelujah. Let's turn to John chapter 12. I was going to preach a brief message from this passage tonight. Look at verse 35 and 36. I'm going to be reading for the ESV. The ESV says, So Jesus said to them, The light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. Hallelujah. Somebody say, sons of light. Sons of light. Jesus says here, the light is among you for a little while longer. Now, what is Jesus talking about here? What is this light? All right. So you guys are saying Jesus, right? Okay. Jesus is... Referring to himself probably here, he says, the light is among you for a little while longer. He's saying, I'm going to be with you a little while longer. In fact, Jesus said in John chapter 9, a few chapters earlier, he said, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. While Jesus was physically on the earth, he was saying, I am the light of the world. Hallelujah. Now, what Jesus is saying is, while he is around... Walk, he's encouraging his disciples to walk in the light of everything he's saying. Walk in the light of his presence. Walk in the light, just walk in the light. Hallelujah. And see, because the world, what is it full of? It's full of darkness. It's full of darkness. And when Jesus began his public ministry, he began to shine his light into dark and fallen into a dark and fallen world so people who were enabled by the father to see the light they responded with faith and enthusiasm but people who had blinded blinded eyes and hardened hearts the bible says that they rejected the light why because they loved their evil ways actually in Jesus' famous sermon to Nicodemus in John chapter 3. He says in verse 19, This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men loved darkness. Light has come, but men loved darkness instead of light. Because why? Because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. You know, when Jesus walked on this earth, not everybody received him. Not everybody welcomed him. In fact, people hated him. People rejected him. People wanted to stone him and kill him. 
Hallelujah. And Jesus is not saying, he's not saying, he's not saying, hey, it's because I did a poor job of public relations. That's why they don't like me. Or it's because I'm too short. Or because I'm a carpenter and I'm, I, they think I'm from Galilee. That's why they hate me. That's not what he's saying. He's saying the reason they really reject and hate me is because they love darkness. That's the real reason. Many Pharisees of that time, they appear to be religious, respectful, and holy, but they refused to come into the light because they were afraid that their true motives and their true actions and heart will be exposed. See, they love the praises of men rather than the glory of God. They love the positions of power rather than the heart of what God was getting at through his word. Jesus was saying, when he leaves this earth, darkness will try to reign again. So while I'm here, while the light is here, walk in the light. So the darkness does not overtake you. That's what Jesus is saying. Now a person may ask, well, if that's the case, since Jesus is no longer around, how can this passage apply to my life? We didn't have the opportunity to be around Jesus' ministry. How does this apply to my life? How can this passage apply to my life? And uh, if you look in John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Hallelujah. How many of you want the light of life? Say amen. The light of life. And there's different lights sometimes. And then there's the light of life. Hallelujah. That's Jesus. If Jesus is in you, Jesus is saying, Hallelujah, you have the light of life. Since I am the light of the world, if you will follow me, even though I'm not here on this earth, you will have the light. And not only will you have the light, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, he said something completely different. Not completely different, but completely uh, uh, deeper, hallelujah. Matthew 5, 14, he said, you don't just have the light. You are the light of the world. Hallelujah, there's a VBS song that we sing on missions field. You know, jump, jump, jump into the light, light, light. Run, run, run away from what's not right. Jump, jump, jump from out of the dark, dark, dark. Run to Jesus. Give him your heart. And then we do this chorus part. We say, he is the light. He is the light. Hallelujah. This song is pretty much my message right now. I'm just realizing that. <laughs> he is the light, the light. And then the chorus later on, it changes and says, you are the light. Just like Jesus does it. He says, you are the light. You not only have the light, you have it, and you keep it, you abide in it, then you are the light. It's an amazing truth. He says, a city on a hill cannot be hidden. The very nature, your very nature, once it's changed, you cannot hide it. Hallelujah. A lot of times people hide the light of Christ because they themselves have not truly been transformed by that light. And so they're, they're ashamed of the gospel. It's hard for them to step out and, and evangelize because they themselves, ha they know they haven't been truly changed yet. 
But people who have been transformed by the light of life, they not only think they have the light, they think, I am the light. And everywhere to go, the nature of light, what does it do? It shines. Hallelujah. If you take a light into a dark room, right? Jesus is saying, nobody puts it under a bowl. Why would you even do that? You let it shine like a city on a hill. Now, if you use this revelation and look back to our original passage, there's a, there's a, there's a revelation here. There's a message that gets unlocked with richness. Okay, so look back to the original passage, John chapter 12, verse 35 and 36. It says, The light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he's going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. Now, how many of you know that the very words of God, they are spirit and they are life, amen? I mean, if you look at this passage and you only interpret it you exposit it in just one dimension, one way, I would, I would encourage that brother to look deeper. Because the words of God, they are not just fixed to just that one place or to that one context. And there, and, and there are scholars that are huge fans of this kind of only interpretation. And I think there's a time and place for that. But you see, if you look at the rich history of the church, the great fathers of our uh, 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 St. Augustine, you know, some of the great fathers of our faith, they didn't just interpret the scriptures as just being one way, but they saw it as living and active. The Word of God, living and active, applying to your specific circumstance. Hallelujah. And I want to take this word tonight and I want to try to bring it to your circumstance. So check this out. Look at this. Jesus is no longer around. That means that, that the world is now overtaken with darkness? No! It's not overtaken with darkness. How so? You see, Jesus took his light, he put it in each of us, and then he told us, you are the light of the world. I won't be on earth, but I will be with you by my Holy Spirit. So now, if you flip this around and you apply it to our context, Jesus is saying, a deeper message. What he's saying is, while you have the light, believe in the light, walk in the light, become sons of light. Now, let me apply this to your context. This means, while you're at a spirit-filled church, while you have a spirit-filled mentor, while you have a time of peace and prosperity, take advantage of it. No, we love the good news. We love the good news. But, you know, sometimes you need to hear the bad news to understand how good the good news is. Now, brothers and sisters, the bad news is, you know, like even 50 years ago, here on, the, in, on this nation, it was not a time of peace. It was a time of war. Millions were getting killed left and right because of a civil war. Just a little bit before that, decades before that, you had a Japanese occupation. People imprisoned people getting killed, people deported to Japan, all this stuff, you know? You see, what Jesus is saying is, look, while you have the light, while you have a good surrounding, you soak it up, you take advantage of it. 
You get as much as you can get. Don't take it for granted. While you have the light, you walk in it as much as you can. Because you'll never know. Look, this light that you have is temporary. Just like Jesus was not with them the whole time. Look, you're, you're the church that you're at right now, you may not be there forever. Either you may move or the church may dissolve. Or the leaders may, hallelujah, get persecuted and they may get scattered. Just like we see in the book of Acts. So the message Jesus is trying to give is, the deeper message is, you don't know when war is going to break out next year. You don't know when darkness is going to come and threaten your very faith. So while you have the light, walk in it. Walk in it. Strive to become sons of light. Don't just have the light. Become the light. That's what he's saying. You see, sons of light. Think about that. You see, when you become the sons of light, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, I'll, I'll preach that later. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, you know, let, me, let, me, let me flip this around. You know what people really do when they have the light? I'll tell you what people, a lot, what a lot of people do. And this could be myself included. When we have the light, when we have good things around us, we're in a, we're in a good community. You know, you, some of the college students here, you guys are only for one semester. Maybe the church is back at home. They're dry. Maybe they're very religious, you know. And you know you got to go back there. But your time here in Korea, this may be your time of the light. And what God is trying to say to you is, look, don't take it for granted. Because what most people do is, when they're in an environment like this, they get lazy. They rebel. They backslide. They stray. And, they, and, they, and, they, and you know what they do? Once what they had is gone, and they... Either the church is gone or they're, they're, they move away. They say to themselves, Man, why didn't I take advantage of that church? Why didn't I join a small group when I was there? Why didn't I get more involved? Why didn't I serve? Why didn't I go on that mission trip? Man, I had the availability. Why didn't I do it? Why didn't I take advantage of it while I was there? And they, they just they have all these regrets. They have all this shame. That's what a lot of people do. Let me warn you tonight, the light may not be around you forever. I'm talking about like a good, life-giving, light-shining community. You may not have that forever. Come on. If you believe in a post-tribulation um, millennial, you know, if you believe in a post-trib view of the end times, you know, it's, a, it's a popular in America, and I think it's a very American dispensational belief but they believe in the pre-trip rapture and you know I, I respect people in the church here who may hold to that view I don't hold to that view because guess what if you're wrong you're in big trouble because you did not prepare your heart for, for the trials and tribulations that's to come it's only seven years look seven years is not forever alright hallelujah but it's supposed to be a time of tribulation and hardship on the earth you know, they got all this kind of like crazy earthquake stuff happening all over the econo economy, slowing down right now. Who knows, economy may completely go bust. You know, and there's one guy, Peter, uh, Peter Schiffer, Schiff, Peter Schiff, is a, is, a, is a guy who comes on one of the uh, business TV shows all the time. He's always got the, he's Dr. Doom, they call him Mr. Doom, whatever. 
And uh, he's saying, look, man, he predicted actually the recession and the downturn of the economy right now. He did it for seven years. He was predicting, predicting. Everybody slandered him. Everybody was like, you crazy? Where are you getting this assessment? He's like, look, America, if you look at it, all they're doing is consuming. Uh, they're doing everything on credit. This is all just, people are lying about the stock market. Eventually, it's going to fall. And, and, and what he's saying is, like a year or two from now, you need to stockpile your weapons because there's going to be anarchy because the economy is going to uh, go bust so fast that, that there's, uh, government's not going to be able to hold down the crime rate. You know, when you have high inflation, a lot of times a lot happens is crime rises because people can't afford to get their food and stuff. So I don't, I don't know if this guy, he, he's not a Christian, I don't, I don't, he's, he's not a prophet, you know, but, um, but he's, he is predicting something that could happen, brothers and sisters. Look, the, the nice economy that you know as the U.S., the nice country of the U.S., man, it can come to its knees overnight. You know what I'm saying? But hallelujah. So, I mean, I, I personally hold to a post-trib, post-tribulation view that God will bring us, bring the church and prepare the church to come through the seven years of tribulation so that they may share in the sufferings of Christ, that they may also share in the glory, glories of Christ. Hallelujah. As it says in God's word. But uh, without scaring you to death right here. <laughs> um, get ready. I mean, I'm just saying, get ready. Man, take in as much as you can right now because this may not last forever. It will not last. It's going to last a little while. But during that little while, get yourself fed. Get yourself strong. Don't just believe in the light. Walk in it. Not Don't just walk in it. Become the light. Hallelujah. Become sons of light. In order to become sons of light, you've got to be birthed. Right? Sons need to be birthed. Hallelujah. If you really want to be sons of light... In order for a grown man to go through a birth, Jesus said, hallelujah, you need to come through a death. You need to come through a death. Before you can come through a birth and become sons of light, you need to come through a death. Jesus said something interesting. He said in John chapter, in John chapter 8, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Jesus says, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. So, if you want to be birthed as sons of light, you must die as slaves of sin. That's called repentance. That's called self-denial. That part of your flesh that enjoys the pleasures of sin. You know, people backslide because they enjoy it. People stray away from the church because they like it. It's not like... I can't help myself. You know, I, I'm forcing myself to backslide. No, 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 no one's doing that. Christians do that because they like it. There's a part of themselves that still enjoys it, and that's called the flesh. But, brothers and sisters, if you put to death that part of you that is a slave to sin, put to death the slave, then you can truly birth the son, the sons of light. Hallelujah. So I, I just summed it up. Hallelujah. I got all, all lost here. I summed it up. Hallelujah. <laughs> but there are three things that Jesus mentions of the results of not walking in the light. And I think it's, it's a good warning. Because uh, you know what I see a lot of college students do? That when they come to Korea, good Christian college students. And I hope some of them hear this message through the podcast. Because some of them, they need to be here tonight and they're not here. The ones that I already know. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you know what college students do, man? And this could go for just anybody. They come to Korea and they know, they know that there's, they have access to a, a good spirit-filled church. They know they have, a good, they have access to a small group. They know they have access to, to the light, that the light is all around them. They're there. But you know what? They take it for granted. They say, I'll come back to it later. And you know what? They have a season of like straying or even outright rebellion here. And then what some of these students do is we pray for them so hard, God still like changes their hearts, but it'll usually be during the, like, the last week before they have to leave Korea. And then they'll come out to church and I'll pray for them. They'll start crying and then they'll be like, what's going on? And it's the Spirit of God. He, he meaning to touch you all semester. It's about time you got into the church. Hallelujah. And then they get on fire for God. They go back to their home churches and as dry as a bone. And then they think, man, why didn't I take advantage of the time that I had in Korea? Brothers and sisters, what I'm saying is don't let that be your story. So many, the majority of the students, that Christian students, I'm not talking about non-Christian students, majority of Christian students who know what's right, who have a heart and they have a love for Jesus, majority of them, they choose that path, straying, backsliding. Because it's so easy to do that here in Korea. Because Korea, nobody knows who you are. You can just reinvent yourself. You can dress differently. You can hang out with anybody you choose. You know? Well, sisters, I'm telling you, you're going to regret it if you go that path, the broad path. That's, and it's going to lead to destruction. If you keep going that path, you're just going to end up destroying your life, destroying your future family, destroying your current family. I mean, it's just going to destroy your potential. It's a road to destruction. But choose a narrow path. Stay in the light. Why? Wow, you got the light. Believe in the light. Walk in the light. Become sons of light. Because if you don't, this is what Jesus says. Three things happen. If you don't walk in the light while you have it, three things happen. According to the, this passage, our original passage, he says, one, you will walk in darkness. Isn't that right? When people don't walk in the light when they have the light, what do they do later on? They walk in darkness. They walk in sin, shame, guilt, fear, anxiety. They have a lack of love in their life. Love for God is lacking. Love for others is lacking. They live in darkness. They walk in darkness. That's number one. Jesus mentioned uh, two other things. Number two, you will not know where you are going. Those who walk in darkness, Jesus says, you will not know where you are going. What does that mean? You're going to have a life of aimlessness, without purpose, a life that's confused. You don't know where you're going. Isn't that the picture of a person trying to walk around in the dark? They don't know where they're going. You ever look at a Christian that's walking in darkness? They're, every next step that they, they need to take is filled with so much fear. You, know, you, ever, you ever be in a dark room and you try to get to the refrigerator <laughs> and your eyes ain't dilated yet so you're like, it's, everything's so dark and you're just like this and, and, and every next step is, is, you're just like so filled with fear. You're about to bump your head on something, right? All you're trying to get is like a glass of water, you know? But that's it's like the Christian life for a person who's walking in darkness. Every step they take is filled with fear. Confusion, aimlessness. Number three, it says darkness will 
overtake you. Check it out. If you don't take advantages of the seasons of light, when you got the light and you don't take advantage of it, guess what? When you come through seasons of darkness, Jesus says, the darkness will overtake you. It will defeat you. And you will live not as sons of light, but slaves to darkness. I think that's a solemn, solemn warning to each and every one of us here tonight. And I'm speaking that out to all the JSCM leaders as well. Truth of the matter is, I may not be your pastor here forever. Shoot, I, I don't know, you know? Who knows? God may call me elsewhere. A year and a half from now, I might, I might go. And guess what? If the leaders have not risen up by then, God's not going to wait forever. He's like, I, I got to send Christian to his next call, calling. And the leaders ain't ready. Guess what? When the darkness comes, or if the church gets scattered, the darkness is going to overtake you. But it's just this, that's not the picture of the church that God wants for us. He wants the church to rise up with healing in its wings. The church to rise up victorious like a mighty, like a mighty army. Hallelujah. So brothers and sisters, I just want to uh, encourage you. While you have the light, walk in the light. Pray for your small group leader. Take advantage of a Sunday Bible study. Get into the Word of God. Hallelujah. Who knows? Internet may go down next year. Man, get yourselves all the box. I mean, I, I stockpile all my podcasts, actually. I download more than I can really listen to. I mean, I go to like 10 different ministries that I like, and I just download all those MP3s. I put it on my hard drive, and then I try to back up that hard drive. Because, man, you never know, man. Never know. That devil will try to knock out that hard drive. One time he did it, too. My clock, like, and then the devil made the clock fall down on my hard drive. My hard drive got shattered. Man, lost all my pictures. <laughs> but how, you know, you never know that that would happen. So, you know, brothers and sisters, you know, while you got the light, walk in that light and be the light. Hallelujah. Become that sons of light that God has called you to be. Let's pray.